Welcome to The Power of Faith with David Hathaway. In today's episode, David continues his Bible study from the book of Hebrews, chapter 12. Reading from verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance, the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor, beside God's throne. Now, open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12 and join David for today's Bible study. We're back again into Hebrews, and actually this time I'm using the revised version because somehow, it, well, it's the New International Version, because somehow chapter 12 is a little bit difficult to understand unless you look at the modern translation. It uses a little bit of, um, how can I say, old English. Anyway, this is a complete contrast to what we've been dealing with. Um, I suppose it's not as exciting in chapter 12, but on the other hand, very important, as you'll see. Now, starting on the first verse, which is where I ended last time, uh, which says, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that easily entangles us, and let us run with perseverance the race set before us with our eyes fixed on Jesus. So in contrast to what has been basically said in the previous chapters, the whole point here is that we are facing a struggle. Um, chapter 12 makes out that it is not easy. Uh, we cannot just simply accept that once we come to Christ and live by faith, it is, everything is going to be a bed of roses. I mean, it certainly hasn't been in my life. And uh, all I can say is that I think the various hardships and sufferings and tragedies that I've gone through have strengthened my faith. So let's see how Paul describes it to the Jewish people. He's saying, um, first of all, that there is a tremendous witness surrounding us. And, you know, I think that's one of the powerful things about my life. And one reason why it's important that I do have a ministry, because my whole life from beginning to end is a testimony and a witness. And this is what Paul is really referring to, is the importance of the witnesses that have gone before us when he says surround us, uh, because that includes me. <laughs> and 
But he says, despite all of this, we've got to fix our eyes not on people or persons, but on Jesus. There is a danger in the established churches to, um, to elevate people to position as saints or mark them out as being special. But really, the exhortation of Paul is not that. It is simply fix our eyes on Jesus. And then he goes on uh, in doing that in verse 2. Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith or perfecter of our faith, because he will enable us to be presented before the Father. He says, Jesus, who for the joy of the future and the joy of the coming kingdom endured the cross, its shame, and as a result sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. And in verse 3, consider him, that is Christ, to endure such opposition from sinful men. So even Jesus had to suffer rejection, affliction, persecution, torture, and crucifixion in order that he might take his place in heaven. And as Paul is saying is in verse 3, he had constant opposition. I mean, if you look at the life and the ministry of Jesus, it was a fight against opposition and persecution. It wasn't as if Jesus was walking about there just healing everybody and raising the dead and uh, preaching. He suffered enormous persecution. I mean, in his own city, they tried to kill him, throwing him off a cliff. And so for us, we must be prepared to face persecution. And in verse 4, it's not only struggling against persecution, but he says, in your struggle against sin. Now, that's not just personal sin. That is the evil of sinful people who surround you. Because he says, in your struggle against this opposition, you have not resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Sadly to say, in the generation in which we now live, Christians are the most persecuted minority in the world. And it's almost on a daily basis Christians are being killed for their faith. They've been, well, you, you, you can find it almost every day that somewhere in the world Christians are not just being persecuted and go to prison, they're actually dying for their faith. So it's slightly different to what Paul said. And in verse 5, he says, and you have forgotten that word of encouragement that calls us sons. And it's very clear that some of the difficulty that we go through, now surprise, surprise, Paul is very clear on this, that some of the difficulty that we get through is not just persecution, opposition, 
but it is discipline from the Lord. Now, this is a very important thing. I don't hear preachers talking about this, I'm afraid, and yet it is such an important thing because here he says, don't make light of the Lord's discipline. Don't lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord only disciplines those that he loves and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son. And this is leading on to the way he describes it in your hardship as discipline. I have to accept that the hardship that I've gone through, and I don't, people will never fully understand the hardship that I've gone through in my life, the constant rejection, the fact I, I, I fought to get support for the first half of my life, virtually I had no support. But in verse 7, he puts it, endure hardship as a discipline. Because in this, only when we're facing hardship and discipline do we realize that God is treating us as sons. He says, what son is not disciplined by his father? Oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> this, this, this comes to such an important critical point because today there is not this level of discipline in the home. There is not. And in fact, it's virtually illegal in most so-called Christian countries to discipline your children. You're not allowed now in England to smack your child. You're not allowed to punish the child. And it's wrong because, yes, I must admit, I had discipline as a boy. I, I wasn't always good. I was disobedient. I was rebellious. And I had to face discipline. But it's that discipline which brings your character. And here Paul is saying that if you're not being disciplined, it's because you're not a son. Wow. But that's what he says. He says in verse 7, uh, what son is not disciplined by his father? And if you are not disciplined, and he says everybody undergoes discipline, unfortunately, but even in the schools that doesn't apply today, then your illegitimate children are not true sons. We want to thank you for your support of our humanitarian relief efforts. In the early days of the conflict in Ukraine, as Russian troops surrounded Kiev and occupied that whole region, we immediately sprang into action. Evacuating people and providing basic assistance became our priority. Despite the risks involved, our staff trusted in the Lord and successfully rescued numerous individuals. And today, the relief work continues because of your generous support. You have an inheritance in Christ. It is expansive, beyond comprehension. And faith is the key, which will unlock this power in your life. Through David Hathaway's book, Power Your Inheritance, the book of Ephesians explored. Our prayer is that your eyes will be opened. That you will see and know what the hope is. What the riches are. The glory of God in you. David wants you to enter into the power and the riches of this glory. 
He wants you to experience and live in the fullness of the blessing. There is so much power available to those who will believe. In David Hathaway's book, Power, Your Inheritance, the book of Ephesians explored. He will reveal the glory of your inheritance in Christ. Order your copy today by visiting eurovision.org.uk forward slash shop. Thank you for listening to the Power of Faith broadcast with David Hathaway. We would love to hear from you. Contact us by visiting eurovision.org.uk. Also available online are many free teaching resources to help you on your walk with God. David has written many faith-building books to encourage and inspire. Order these online today. Each month, David ministers online and in person. Our ministry is only possible because of the faithful support of so many people. For details on our evangelism and humanitarian relief work, visit eurovision.org.uk. Thank you again for listening.